Welcome to We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard. And every week, Stevie Wildcard and I get together and we do our best to talk about the various issues that life throws our way and uh, do our best to make some comic book issues. Most recently, we've been working on a kind of supernatural fantasy action comedy book that I still, Steven, don't have a great pitch for. Like, I'm getting, I'm getting it. I'm getting it better. I'm getting better at it. But I don't have a sweet, sweet elevator pitch for Deathless, you know? Like, I... But, but, but we learned that and we we, we did we, we we've been tweaking it a little bit and we learned that this week because Stephen, where do we go this week? We went to Southwest Florida Comic-Con. Yes, we did. We had a table at a comic convention. This was like our I don't know how many have we done now, Stephen, like five, four, five, four or five, I think. There were, we, I think usually we do two or three a year now and it's been two years now, right? Yeah, we've done so many of these now that we know everything there is to know about these and we're going to give everyone who goes to conventions or to tables at conventions, the best tips uh, that you could possibly have. We're going to call it conventional wisdom. We're going to get there. Ooh. That's going to be, that's going to be our, 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 like our first segment. We're going to jump into, we have a few segments, Steven. I'm going to, I'm going to do this thing that people do on, on, on the YouTube and on the you know podcast where like you, you hint at stuff and you're like, this is what's coming, you know, like, next time on we have issues but it's like this time just, but like just a like, little bit of fish just a little bit of fish food at the top yeah, of the i gotta tank. fish food it i gotta fish like not that you're fish if you were a fish what kind of fish would you be steven what kind of fish would you be if i was a fish i'd yeah. be uh a goliath grouper i like that or tarpon they're huge and powerful animals Ooh, a tuna but then people would fish for me to make delicious sushi so this week steven i'd like to talk about our convention trip and like to talk about like some some like how you handle dark times in your minds, like, you know, dark, dark mind times. And I'd also like to talk about, Stephen. I don't know if you've seen. Have you ever seen the movie Mac and me? No, but I I know about it. It's a I mean, robot and a kid, right? It's it's let's say yes, it's not. But let's say yes. It's like one of those like speak and spell things. No, no it's on. an alien and a kid. We'll get to this. We'll get to this. <laughs> we'll get to Mac and me because I can't wait to hear what Steven's Mac and me is. Um, we're also gonna so we're also gonna talk about our movie plans. Uh, because next week we have a live show, Steven, which by the way, I have not thought about even once. Like, so, like we announced it, we talked about, like we planned it, did the thing. We were like, oh yeah, here we go. Like we got producer Sean to help us out. He's doing all the, like the awesome behind the scenes work. And I have not given it one thought after that. I've like completely like left, like, like I took it from my brain. I was like, oh, this is going to bother me. And I just put it somewhere <laughs> else. And now I'm like, now it's back. It's like, it's found. It's like, and boring. since I am dead, I can't <laughs> And <laughs> avoid my responsibility. That's um, it's pretty much uh what I'm doing right now. I don't want I don't want to be anxious about it uh because what we're going to be doing on our live show, which is only our second ever attempt at doing a live show, is we're going to have an episode of this show that you're watching right now, but we're also going to do a live script reading with a full cast of our short film stakeout that we're going to be filming or hope I'm going to, no, I'm going to stay positive and confident and optimistic about this. We are filming it next year. So we're going to do a live table read of, of stakeout that we're going to film next year. And I am nervous about it, Steven. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, and I, we're, we're going to get to that. So first let's tell people a little bit about the convention. So what was your experience like this week? So the convention was amazing. Our boy Edwin, he produces Lost Between Worlds, a wonderful comic, by the way. You should definitely go check that out. Edwin came because he lives in, you know, doesn't live too, too far from us. Uh, he wanted, he was doing that convention too. And uh, 
him him and his uh wonderful wife and child stayed with us uh the night before and then we all went to the convention it felt like they either one it was lighter lighter fare not as many or two they really did a good job at spacing things this time around because it felt like the flow was just so much cleaner with people like people walking in and out and it yes. was just a, it was a good experience this time yeah, it, it, it was nice this time. Uh, so we, we, you know, we go to this convention at a hotel and the last few times it has been pretty cramped. Sometimes that works for us, Stephen, because I've noticed I, I, we pointed out um, because what happens is as they usher people through, they get trapped at our booth. And sometimes that's not great. And sometimes it helps us sell books. <laughs> you know, sometimes someone will be there and we're like, oh, captive audience. Oh, let, let me like try to figure out what this book is about. And which one Step right up. Let me tell you now. There's a man. He, well, he has this group of friends and like <laughs> they cast this spell. It's a weird spell. There's, it's been going on for years. Yeah, so we, enough we time to spit it out. <laughs> I think the thing is, we can do numerous takes if people are stuck at the table. So I'm like, ha ha, take three, baby. You're gonna you're gonna like this book by take seven, I promise. Or it's gonna be like a Stockholm syndrome situation. You're gonna love us by the time you know you're you're, you're forced to get out of here. Um, You'll be licking cheese dust off our fingers in no time. <laughs> at the very at the very least, like people are buying a book to shut us up so they can just stand there in front of our table and peace. How much is your book? Well, you could buy this one for much cheaper than the okay, just give me that one. Just give me that one. No. Um, but but this time it wasn't really like that. This time it was kind of like a casual, like people were coming and going of their own, you know, discretion whenever they wanted. There there wasn't as much traffic, um, so it was more deliberate traffic, which was kind of cool because we still we met a lot of people who were just really interested in what we were doing. You know, a lot of people who you know, are, some of them are probably watching the you know the, the show right now. It's pretty cool, you know, that people are out there. So you also shout out to Alex if you're watching. Yeah, shout out to Alex. Hey, um, yeah, there are a bunch of people that were like seemed interested in the podcast, which is kind of fun for us because we get to sell like the comics and the prints and be like, hey, we also have these you know, this podcasts we do. And, you know, like it's we have something with something for some people. Uh, but Stephen, it was it was it was a fun time. I got to meet the writer and director of Friday the 13th Part 6, which was really cool. I got to talk to him for a while about like his life and like the story of like how he got the job of, you know, doing that. And I was just like, ah, I'm inspired to do stuff. You know, like, I, I love this. And he's like, y y good luck with your movie. And I was like, I'm going to I'm going to write them and tell everyone about that on social media and no one's going <laughs> to care. Um, but it's really cool. It's, you know, it's it, I love having those opportunities to talk to people. And like of all of the people who have directed uh, Friday the 13th movies, he's the like he's the only one I would really want to talk to, to be honest with you. Like most of those movies are, they're all fun, but that was the only one that like felt directorially. Like there was something special there. Like, like if you ever watch it, the intro to it does like a James Bond, like Jason has his, it goes, oh, that's awesome. It goes into Jason's eye and it becomes a, a plain black circle. And Jason walks into the black circle and slashes like James Bond would shoot. It's, so cool and so weird and like unlike anything else in that whole series so i was like i can't wait to talk to this guy you know like this what guy's amazing yeah like what made him do that you know so anyway it was, it was pretty cool um but dude i like i think we had a really good day we sold a lot of books we talked to a lot of people it felt really good we do you think you learned anything from this one people love 
horror stickers at these conventions yes they do uh so we learned so first of all people love free stuff we know that we learned that in our first convention we were like let's give away free stickers here we go and we had a bunch at the time so we gave them away this time we were running low on our stickers but i found this just treasure trove of horror stickers that i got from an ex-girlfriend and i was like ah i can give these away because i don't i don't want them in my my life you know and i was like ah uh even though they're all awesome and you know it was like, but it feels weird it feels weird steven there are only certain things from exes that I can like let linger. Otherwise it feels like, like dirty. Like it feels like there's some, some kind of like spell going on. You know, like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, what is that? Like, I don't know what that is. You know, like, I don't know how that works. I don't know what the rules are there. You know, like, it's just like, you look at the item and it's just constantly singing. I put a spell on you from Hocus Pocus. And you're just like, <laughs> mm. yeah, there's I, like, do there's, I need this? Yeah. It's, I, yeah, it's, the, it's that whole thing, but who's that? The Marie uh, Kondo or I forget her name, Mary Kondo. Uh, but like, yeah, if you don't need, I don't need it in my life. It has like this weird dark energy, you know, like, yeah, get out of here. Um, but all those stickers and we got rid of uh, to most of them, you know, but we were even selling them, which is really funny and probably illegal, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh, uh, it's a gray area. We, we I don't even know what to I'll be like three for a dollar i don't know it was so funny it's like someone was always like how much are these stickers and i was like well you can get them for free if you buy one of our books and they're like yeah but how much are the stickers and i'm like it's okay a million really, dollars i don't you know really don't want this book okay um i guess this <laughs> yeah oh dude um but good news by the way on the sticker front yeah. Timu, Timu finally got me. They hooked me in, and um, I I needed some stocking stuffers anyway, so I b- bought a bunch of cool like Croc charms and things like that through Timu. But they also had like a lot of like hundred piece and fifty piece and hundred fifty piece sticker packs. So I bought I think two horror ones because oh, nice. I knew, because I learned that the horror ones were good. So that way we have stickers for the next con. Oh, that's that's to awesome. rope them in to take, to pull them in. So Stephen, we were at the convention, and like first first. First thing in the morning, I got there really early. I got there like 17 hours before you got there. Um, <laughs> I was there. I was setting everything up. I was I was prepared. I was like, you know, worried about the parking situation. I showed up and I I, I went and, you know, I, I was like, ah, oh, I have to pee, you know, because naturally, you know, it's like you have, to, you have to pee. So I go to the bathroom. Right. Um, and I'm telling the story for a reason. I, I need everyone to hear this. So I go. So I go to the bathroom and the bathrooms look great. It's like they're remodeling the whole like hotel. Everything's like starting to look, you know, it looks nice in there. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with the bathrooms. Uh, everything's, you know, working and, you know, functioning. Steven, later on in the day, later on in the day, I'm hanging out with you. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom again. And I, I, I walked to the bathrooms and there are people using the, the bathrooms. And I'm like, oh man, oh, I have to go to, I'm going to go to this last stall because no one's in that one. And I turned the corner, Stephen, in the toilet, the toilet that's that's supposed to be affixed to the wall, the toilet that's that's supposed to be, that's, <laughs> that's bolted to the wall is on the floor, just awkwardly. Can, can we be honest with that? That's a pretty, it's a pretty bad design for a toilet. <laughs> oh, oh, it's the worst design for the toilet, Stephen. <laughs> Who would why would you suspend a toilet? Who why why challenge yourself like 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 why challenge us like now we're right. in the two by four, we're in the studs. These bolts are this thick. We're gonna elevate it and defy gravity. Why? Why do it? Like you know, every other toilet you ever go on, like every other toilet you use in your life, is just on the ground. They even have little legs and feet sometimes, you know, like they just look like they just they're, they're perfect. You can't do anything to that. You can stand on it, it'll be fine in most cases. 
Not so much in this case. In this case, I went to go, I, I went to go use that, that stall and the toilet is on the floor. And it's just, I thought, I mean, th- no water spewing everywhere, but just awkwardly, completely <laughs> devastated <laughs> as if someone went in there and elbow dropped it, Stephen. Like someone, like it owed someone money. I'm just imagining like landfill, like from beer fast is in there. And they're just like, hey man, you excited for the comic convention? He just goes, Goddamn comic convention! <laughs> <Just breaks the laughs> like what? Or 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 someone had an anime monologue and like they like pounced on top of it and they're like, the city calls to me. I'm going to be. Just like, oh, we gotta get the fuck it. out of here. We gotta get out of here. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. We like, like Stephen. As much fun as I had, and I had so much fun. Like we, I, like my favorite thing about the conventions, because like it's great to sell the books and it's great to know that people are like interested and care. And it's it's, it's incredible to like be around uh, people and kind of network and meet new people and all you know all these things are really really great. But really, Stephen, what I love is that we'll sit there and there's always a time where we're like, eh, there aren't that many people talking to us. Let's just talk to each other and forget that we're and at cry. <laughs> and I just cry laughing every single time and i was just like it's so funny and i just rebecca like, got to hear about uncle jason <laughs> so. oh, that was so funny but but dude like as much fun as like we had and like crying laughing and talking to rebecca and like getting to hang out with edwin as much fun as we had i would give anything to be able to just like like when i die i want to see a big screen in a movie theater and instead of watching my life i'm gonna watch the life of whoever broke that toilet in that moment <laughs> and what happened because because like i know it was probably just like oh no oh god because like, you know he felt that porcelain um you know he felt that porcelain give yeah. a little yeah there oh, was yeah. there I was know. but like but like I just want to know, like like the escape is what I need to know. Like I want to see like the dun 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 because there's no way he told anyone. There's no way, and I know he didn't tell anyone because there were no like it wasn't even closed. The door wasn't even closed in the stall. It was wide open. He hears someone come in as it happens. Why is the toilet broken? Oh my gosh, a ghost broke this toilet. I locked this door behind. I came in it and then I turned around. The toilet like broke. Someone became a werewolf in that stall. This is what it looked like. That's very much. Let's hope that they are an uncircumcised werewolf. Okay, that leads us into perfect segue, Stephen. Let's get into a very quick, very quick one question monster test. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Stephen and I we have little segments in our shows that we do every once in a while, uh, and every we like to get together and we talk about monsters and creatures and you know things that go bump in the night, and we ask questions about them sometimes we're trying to really get to the bottom of what a what a creature is and what a character means to us or to people and you know in general this time steven you posed a question and we have to break it down for the people scientifically so i want we're gonna do our segment it's called monster test and steven will you hit us with that sweet sweet monster test intro so you closed your glove box the confessions are away and you got no more questions from the colony and now you've already pitched a few things leaving all your friends in stitches but there is one more thing left it's the motherfucking monster test <laughs> i was gonna get it out <laughs> I saw your brain predict predict read what was happening, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm not able to say it." But yes, I was I was waiting for it, but I was just like, "Oh man, these are getting like 
more elaborate. Like they used to be like short and punchy, like, here we go, it's the monster test. Don't I put them to the test? At least it'd just be like quick little things. And now it's just like this like slow meandering. It's like beautiful. You're you're creating elegant, angelic Michael Bolton ask if you it if you really will. Is, Steven, I appreciate it. Uh so let's get into it, Steven. You asked a very important question. Uh it's a it's a hard-hitting question. It's gonna just like really cut to the core of us, and I need you to 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 get it out there to the people. So what is what are we gonna what are we talking about? Well, just just to catch the people up, we've already had to discuss werewolves once in this in 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 a kind of way like this because you know dogs have six to eight nipples. That's right. Humans have two. Yeah. We've decided that werewolves definitely have six to eight nipples. So, anyways, I you know like what happens because I get it. I've heard that werewolves heal when they shift this and that, but this is a dude who's been circumcised since he was born. You know. Steven, you have to ask the question. Tell them what we're talking about. Let's give some context, then build on the circumcision. Like, All right. What you did is you cut off the tip and you got right into the meat of the Because thing. I know this dick is showing. But like what I'm saying is if a werewolf is circumcised as a man, is it just constant red rocket? Because on a dog, the lack of circumcision allows them to have that little red rocket sheath, if you will. Mm-hmm. So if a man shifts into a werewolf, there's no red rocket sheath sheath. So it's just a weird red dog penis that should be hanging out. It shouldn't even be a man penis. That's the that's the thing, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. I hear you. I understand this logic. I'm gonna tell you what what I think. Really, though, I think that a human doesn't have werewolf claws or werewolf ears or, you know, werewolf teeth. And I think that in the transformation, you gain various werewolf parts. And I feel like naturally, whatever would happen there would be as much as you would grow nipples, probably would grow skin to protect. But I I post you. If the man is missing a finger. Mm -hmm. Does he gain a claw where that finger is missing? Like, let's say this. That's a, I'm going to say no. I don't think so. I, you know, so, I, if no, a man I, is. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I, I, I see, I see what you're saying, though. But, but I, I, I think that there's, I see what you're saying. That's <laughs> interesting. It, it is, it's, it's a good point, Stephen. Um, but I do, I think that, um, it's more like, it, I think it's more akin to forming of the body than it is growing of a limb. Cause I think, like, the way the uh, we can way too scientific here, but like, can, like let's actually talk about this. But the way like, the phallus would form. You know, that's, that's well, what I'm imagining is like the, I mean, the pelvic region would change altogether, and I think I think in doing that, like the musculature would change and kind of shift inward in a way that you know because we are formed differently mm. than dogs, you know. So I I think that there would be like a shift, even even if it is an actual. Uh, you know, like actual foreskin, I think that there would be kind of a coverage in both hair and just like, <laughs> just, fo- just, just the fo- I just had this image that way where like I become a werewolf and like just to prove you wrong, like I like, completely <laughs> shave that in werewolf consciousness, just completely clean and like make sure that it's like that. Like, Look, here's a red rocket. <laughs> Look at my red rocket. Look at it. This is you weird, know, Steven. I- <laughs> We are crossing I, territories that we should 
It is interesting, though, uh, you know, because like, yeah, I mean, you, you make a great argument with like with the finger, you know, like like thinking about that. But I don't know. I don't like it's So my thought process is in some werewolf movies I've seen. This is literally how my mind even thought of it, because. Circumcision leaves like, like you know, obviously scarring where the foreskin was. It's not no it's not noticeable because we've lived with it, but like there is scarring. So it makes me think like whenever there's like someone that has like an eye scar as a human in a werewolf movie, right. the werewolf forms always got the scar too. So my right. thought was they would be... it would display the human scars, you know, and that right. would be one of them. Yeah, you know, I mean, they could just be hanging werewolf dong, that's for sure. I mean, that's it, like and not to mention. I don't know. I don't know how Red Rocket like it looks and not. Oh, oh that's another thing, Stephen. Um, they're anthropomorphic. You know, they are like mm. they're, they're large. But if their anatomy is similar to a dog, there's still a difference that isn't just simply uh, circumcision. You know, like you can like the the dog, you know, is it, it, it's like it has like a Wolverine claw situation with its, you know, mm. uh, with its. Member. Yes. You know, so what I we mean? gain a barb. Yeah, do you get? Oh my God, Stephen! <laughs> it's just a weaponized red rocket. Just, what have you done to us? It's the biggest werewolf rocket. Stephen, this used to be this was this used to be a show uh, with no class, and I feel like we really just like bumped it up a notch. We're like, like, like we're, we're, we're basically like sipping wine and. Wait, we're going the opposite way, right? We, no, we, no, no, got, we're like, going up, baby. No, we, oh, yeah, okay. society. So <laughs> grab our monocles, grab grab the top hat. And take real Asco, good, real, real good close look at those werewolf dogs. <laughs> I say that's a nice dog. <laughs> I, I, Stephen, in the future, future Anthony and Stephen need to get a top hats and monocles. So when we do have these, and they're gonna come up, we're gonna talk it. Like last episode, we talked about some like blue material. We talked about, you know, like in this episode, we're talking about some, you know, it happens. We talk about like uh, like animal anatomy and gross silly stuff. And I kind like I love that, and I like that we can go from you know place to place. Uh, but I do think we need top hats and monocles for when we recognize it. And we're like, okay, wait, 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 let's let's like we're getting into this. That's that's, dude, that's just, that should be how we cap any segment where we talk about an animal genitalia. We determine whether it's a nice dong or not. Like, if it gets the, I say that's a nice dong, then it's it, it's approved. Like, like the echidna has a, I'd say that's a nice dong. Maybe not. No. That dong is wild. Okay. <laughs> Previously, and we have issues. We looked up the echidna's anatomy. Don't do it. It can high five you. <laughs> it shouldn't, and I don't want it to. Okay, speaking of uh, dark places, Stephen, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay, so I, I feel like uh, as far as the werewolf anatomy is concerned, it can really go either way. Here. Like I, you know, like I feel like it can go either way. I, I, like I totally, I, I like your argument with the, you know, the regeneration slash lack thereof of regeneration. Although I do wonder about. I mean, it doesn't matter. But, but like, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, like there, you make up a good, you make a good point. I do, like, I see now. Why most wolfmen wear jean shorts? Mm-hmm. Like I said, or like you know, pants. I see even now- even in Twilight for some reason, like Jacob takes everything off but his boxers, and then when he shifts back into a man, he's got boxers on, even though the wolf was not wearing boxers. No, ah. yeah, that's true. Wow. I want my Jacob dong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Team Jacob's dong. No, I'm just <laughs> Jacob is <laughs> <laughs> no, 
even. So wait, like you're on the you're on the Wolfpack side? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> you're completely misunderstanding. This has nothing to do with Bella or Edward or the the stupid Cullens. This is just about me seeing some wolf dog. <laughs> what do you? It's always been. Why do you think I've come all this way? <laughs> so now that we got to the bottom of Jacob's dog, um, Stephen. I, 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 so I just want to ask you, um, I mean, I feel like I've been like emotionally in a better place lately, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but I think, so I'll tell you something that's been happening to me lately, right? Like I've been like personally in a better place lately, but when I see things on social media, I like respond internally. Like I don't say anything to them, but like internally, my, my, my responses have been like sharper than usual. You know, I'm just like, Mm. Oh, like, like, like less tolerant of certain behaviors, you know, or I'm just like, Oh God, like, I'm so sick of this thing that people do, you know? And I just like, like, like things that like little things that grind your gears throughout the day. And you're just Mm. like, Ooh, I don't want to do this, you know? Um, and I, every once in a while I find myself in a place where I'm just like, it's like the 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 um the Farnsworth of it all, where it's like I don't want to live in this planet anymore. You know, like I I I go I get to that, I get to that place. You know, and I'm just like ah crap. Um, and I I, I one that kind of got to me uh, recently, like you know yesterday, uh, was someone I like, like one of my friends on on Twitter posted a thing uh, where he was saying that he posted that someone made a a joke about like um and like like they they were saying like oh I'm having a like. I'm having a bad day or whatever. Like I might as well throw myself in front of this train or something like that. Like they made a, a, a like a, a, a joke about um, ending their life, like because they were going through a dark time and they were trying to like lighten mm. up, you know? And he was like, never do this or I'll block you and all this. And I was just like, I don't know. I feel so conflicted about this, you know, because like, I'll tell you like, and I, I know I've, I use my eye statements in these moments, um, but like I've gone through it. Like I've been in those dark places where like I have thought about those things, you know, and it's mm-hmm. more than once in my life, you know, and like I definitely uh, benefit and like, you know, I'd like I I see the other side of it through making dumb jokes about myself, not about other people or making comments mm-hmm. toward other people or about life in general for people, but just to myself like for you know just like i make jokes i'm like oh, i'm gonna get through this or i make like you know like silly things i made like a flip book like i went like i once made a flip book of a guy like taking like a like a, a big gallows thing out of a box and it grabs him and flips him up by his neck and throws him and like but that helped me get through that and then it's like you know by like through uh being silly about it i was just like okay i'm able to laugh myself and not take this moment too seriously i can kind of like not swallow the quicksand as much as i'm throwing it out of my own face you know in a way uh so it's like i benefit from being lighter in those moments even with darker material you know or like darker uh, mm-hmm. subjects but like i i i like i appreciate and i like I respect the intention because I know what he, what he's really saying is like, Hey, um, other people see this and it make, reminds them of their darkness or, and like, you know, like it, it, this can hurt other people with, you know, trauma and such. And I just like, so I personally struggle with knowing what to do in that situation. Cause I'm like, yeah, of course I don't want to hurt anyone, but I also need this to get through it myself. So like, I, I think the best thing to do is just everyone recognize, Hey, we're going to, try our best to never hurt each other and like do what we can in these moments. Uh, and if, if whatever I'm saying uh, isn't good for your, you know, benefit or, you know, doesn't uh, help you through your struggles, then, you know, just, just block me or like, I don't just never look at me and I'll just, mm-hmm. I won't look at you and we'll just, you know, it is, it is hard for me to 
like attach responsibility in those types of moments. Like, yeah, I understand the thought and it is, it is a wholesome thought to be like a stalwart defender of someone that's like, maybe can't make a good, like a good choice in that moment and see that and feel a certain way. I get that. But on the same token, like, I feel like in that specific example too, where you like, man, life is tough. I just want to do this to myself. I feel like there's a line, right? Like, I feel like I just want to, and if you say something that's very descriptive in terms of something, that's a common way to do it, you know, like whether that's, you know, taking something or do, you know, whatever that might be, I can see, but like being ridiculous with said death, like, I think that's the line, right? Like, cause like, if you're like, I just want to jump into a vat of poison right now. Right. Like how can, like, how can you, yeah, like, well, and 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 regardless, it's still I, the same thing, but it's yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and I, well, I feel I feel like um, we need like we, we lose sight of intention, and I think that that's the most important thing. And I think that there's sort of a presumption of intention that happens with people, where it's like you know we allow uh, you know we start to define you know what other people's intention is rather than asking you know or, or just like just dismissing altogether you know and like sometimes we do that for good reasons we're like hey um i want to make sure this person's okay they seem like they're in a dark place or whatever and you know if you ask that's one thing you know but um dude like i've been in a i've been in a place right where i was making i, I made jokes like that especially after like you know uh you know atlas's mom and i broke up and i was like in a, a really dark place for a while and i was just like you know i was trying to like get myself through it right and i'm like and i was literally making jokes i wasn't just saying specifically like i'm going to do this or you know um and i understand sometimes it can be alarming to people but so i'm i'm, I'm doing this and rather than asking if i'm okay or saying like hey are you i'm worried about you like uh, i want to make sure that these comments aren't actually indicative of something else i had family members like like message me and say stop doing that like stop saying uh what you're saying and i was like i was like well i'm i'm making jokes about something that i'm going through right now and it's making me feel better and you're just telling me to stop right now you know so it's like no love attached to it yeah and it was even worse and and really what what they were doing is basically saying like hey what you're doing uh, is making me feel bad because i don't like seeing people suffer and which is good which i uh, i I appreciate no one should want to no one should be like oh that person's sad i'm happy now you know like that's that would be terrible but at the same time um, and I, you know, like I, I basically said to them at the time, like, I'm here uh, writing a like satirical, funny Yelp review about how this like uh, quicksand tastes in my mouth as I'm trying to not drown in it. You know, and I was like, you know, like one star, you know, like would you know, like, 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 would not recommend, would not recommend like a little too salty for my taste. You know, like, I, like I'm making I'm trying to make silly jokes about like this. Like, look, I am trying to get out of this. But yeah, it sucks. I do. Like, I am miserable right now. I am going through something right now. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not because other people are going through stuff right now. And as much as you don't want to hear it, the other people might need to hear it. So like so we need to stop doing this because you don't know what people are going through and you don't know who's going to relate to those struggles, you know? And like, like your quicksand might not be the same as someone else's and your boat might be able to withstand the waves that someone else would be crashed and, you know, destroyed by. You don't know. So you need to just shut up and let people experience what they're experiencing and, and try to help if you can and otherwise. But like, I, do, I don't, I, I just, I personally struggle with seeing people um, try to, stop other people from expressing what they're you know going through if it's helping them you know and and, and not de- deliberately or directly hurting anyone who isn't 
choosing to you know consume that thing you know it's like it's it's a struggle for me and i'm you know because I'm, I'm like i get to a place on social media where i'm like i don't I don't know who, like, I don't know what to respond to. I don't, like, it seems like there's so many, like, so many trolls and so many people just, like, looking to be mad. And I see my friends who are well-intended, who are just, like, commenting on these trolls and these different accounts, um, trying to, like, argue with them and stuff. But they're just, they're just trolls. Like, they're literal, they're, like, they're, like, they're trolls. Like, I imagine, like, if it's a fantasy, like, if we're playing D&D and, you know, we're going on adventures and I'm like, all right, we're all on our various quests. And I look at my friend and I'm like, oh, you're you're fighting, you're still fighting that drunk troll in the, tra- in the tavern who just said, like, something dumb? Why? Why? Like, there's a whole... Let the troll watch. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, and, like, but for me, I just, I don't know. So I'm just, like, I, I, I don't know what the right thing is to do in those moments. So I, tr- I try my best to navigate it and just get through it. And I don't, I, I, I like, I find myself kind of stifled by those things because I'm, like, okay, you don't want to hear those jokes, but sometimes I'm going to say those jokes. And, like, sometimes I'm going to say those things. Sometimes I'm going, and, and yeah, I'm not going this, always, I'm not going to say that it's always the best thing to do, but sometimes it's the only thing I can do in a moment and the same thing for other people they do what they can do in those various moments to not swallow the freaking quicksand and if you're telling them to keep their mouth shut um when they're gasping for air it's not good or helpful and I can't agree with it and I don't appreciate it and I did like but I also don't know how to navigate that so I end up not not interacting on social media like I end up just like just backing off yeah, I shut down because I'm well. I'm just like I'd rather just you know like read comics and like hang out and like just you know focus on just just oh I'll just hang out with my son for another five minutes instead of you know being on Twitter today you know and it's just oh, but I don't know dude because I like I want to grow on social media but like it also is exhausting to me sometimes you know and I don't think it's it's I don't think it's exhausting because of anything I'm doing. It's literally like the nature of the thing is controversy or is, you know, uh, attention, you know? And since it's like whatever gets the most attention or gets the most eyes is going to be shown to you the most. And that unfortunately is fear and controversy and, you know, like argumentative, you know, nonsense. And it's just like, that's my least favorite part of all of it, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, and- Because really too, it's so, it's, it's crazy. Like when you swipe through- a feed you're gonna see so many so many great things so many wonderful things so many sad things whatever but like what's amazing to me is like you never would encounter the level of social chaos that's a that happens within a few swipes on the social media platform then you you would never encounter that in real life no it's even even on your worst day you know i'm saying you know what what it is dude social media makes turns us all into the worst kind of mutant like we all become the person who can't stop themselves from being inside of cerebro like we are we think about it we're all professor x we're in cerebro just hearing all of the voices in the whole world all at once we see someone's worst day and someone's best day and someone's birthday and the day someone's dad dies and someone you know it's like it's insane and it's all one thumb swipe and we can't get out of it and we're stuck and we don't have anyone like hey here's how to make this cerebro algorithm work you know and it's so it's just always there like that and sometimes we can focus and be like hey i'm in my little like writer bubble and like we're just like sh- only show me mutants i want to see juggernauts dong no, I'm just <laughs> the juggernauts <laughs> <laughs> oh he keeps his helmet on in the shower i mean he, 
I don't want Professor X to read my thoughts. <laughs> not in the shower. Not those shower not thoughts. Shower. I like oh, to imagine. the thoughts are getting up from underneath. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting up from underneath. <laughs> I mean, he could really it, like that thing's like a bird bath on his head, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> I, I like he could probably. I bet it has a little nozzle in the back that we can't see. He just hooks a like you know hooks a hose up to it. And it just fills. Just fills up. Shakes yeah, his head around. Shakes his head around. Juggernaut <laughs> shower. Um. All right, I I don't know, dude. I just like I feel I, that though. I can I I don't like like to cite specific examples, but I yeah. see that type of stuff because like it's the kind of similar. There's just a there's a lot of that grandstanding like that sometimes, and it's just let the okay, even at the worst, too, let the person that's going to encounter that and actually personally be offended from that talk to you on the side and message you or message that person that way those two people that are feeling the same way can have a conversation you know i don't know i've always yeah, thought that well, was strange too where you just yeah i speak for somebody that you aren't too yeah like I, it, well it's so much so much on social media um is like well-intended but unnecessary and i know none of it's necessary but it's just like it's interesting how so much of what we see on social media are interactions that should have taken place directly with other people you know what i mean like like it's it's like so often it's just someone will post something where it's like they should have been commenting on a post to a person so it's it's essentially like subtweeting instead of just directly having a conversation with the person you know engaging with a person and it's just like I don't know. Like I, I, it's just, I know that's just part of it. Every it's all just part of it. And I, you know, like there are just so many limbs on this weird, so many heads on this, like a social media hydra that I don't like that. I wish I could cut off that. I, but like, I, I can't, cause that's the nature of it. And it's like a hydra, you know? And so like, I don't know what to do. Um, and I, I guess the answer is uh, just keep focusing on what works, you know, and like keep trying to take those breaths and not uh, keep my mouth shut, you know, which is like, tough you know it's 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 hard because people are always just like be yourself and it's like yeah but if that's not going to make everyone happy then you like what do i do you know because like if the whole point is like hey don't do this because it doesn't make these people happy i'm like well if i can never please everyone and you know if i if it's impossible to please everyone can i am i allowed to please anyone even myself or am i do i just just shut up is like is that it or only you know the, you're only allowed to speak if everyone's going to benefit from the thing you have to say because that's not true you know and then what what ends up happening because of that is the, the majority of people get silenced and then the only people with the people with the loudest voices are the people who are speaking just the most obnoxiously you know then you end up with like you know the, the elon musks and the joe rogans and the people on there you know instead the of crypto just, bros the crypto bros you know like instead of just like hey like can we just all have our individual voices and like it's okay and then we'll connect because i i feel like like okay like uh what he said was you know sometimes you know, people are doing this for attention and it was like i think that you know and that, that's probably true i'm sure that's true for a lot of people, people you know that's what social media is a lot of time we do things for attention but sometimes i sometimes what it is is just people looking for connection at all like like you know connection like not like connection validation you know we we want to know that there are other people going through what we're going through not just uh to feel a little less alone but to also know that we can survive it because other people are surviving it you know and like we see like it's just a myriad of reasons that it's good to connect and get things out even though it's not necessary we're just saying things to you know in hopes of connecting and sometimes the connection is dark and sometimes it's weird but sometimes you need to know there's someone else in that freaking weird dark you know that's i know i do and i'm just i guess that's my whole point is i just like i like knowing that there are other people in the weird dark. i mean 
in the most basic human way, and I know we view this kind of dialogue as pointless, but like in the most basic human way, like why do you think we ask what someone thinks of the weather or what about crazy weather out there? It's because we're looking, even in its most like simple state, we're looking for some sort of interaction in, in a moment. And for some people, that interaction can be like, you know, like on social media can be like asking how the weather is or it can be struggling with depression and this is how you convey that i mean it could be yeah. a thousand people how's your emotional weather yeah it's, uh, yeah it's you not doing an well. umbrella yeah. today exactly it's like gonna be it's, raining it's just the way and, and like think about even like the i was even thinking about like the holidays say like mm-hmm. i think people love the holidays because it gives them something to talk about so they can engage with random strangers because they want people just want to be able to like express and, and be heard you know what i'm saying like well, yeah so, i mean yeah, dude, it's true. I mean, there are just there's so many reasons that we want to interact. I mean, we we're social creatures, you know, whether we want to be or not. Like, I don't I always see myself as more of an introvert because like I went like after like after the convention, I go home and I'm just like, I'm so glad that's over. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a part of me where I'm just like, I just don't want to be around people anymore, you know, and like I can I can be around like you and Tina for days and be okay you know but then it's just mm-hmm. like if you know like other people i'm just like i start feeling that like more and more i'm just like okay i need my time i need me like you know time for me um but that being said i still need this i still need like you know like there mm-hmm. are there are times where i'm just like okay yeah i need to feel i mean that's that's the whole that's like part of why i feel the need to to date and you know like i'm just like oh i want to find my person who i can like relate to and connect with and you know like like be in that weird dark with sometimes and know that there's a light elsewhere and you know like you get through these things together and know that you're not alone and that you know it's not it doesn't have to be the end and that there is hope you know when you can't figure out a way to get through something you know uh by sheer will or you know whatever it may be in the cleanest way possible yeah sometimes we're messy and we weird and dirty and i i kind of like it i you know i don't want to be a borg you know and like and then, yeah i don't want anyone to suffer i don't want to suffer but um i do like the fact that like when i am suffering i can turn to people and just be my weird self and yeah. most you know a lot of people are going to be there for me saying like hey I, I can tell that you're going through this like crap time but like i'm your friend and i you know i still love you you know and like that's that's cool you know and i i like that i'm i i just i i hope I hope uh, people can like hear us talking about our stuff um, and feel that and like relate to us in that way and not feel like, I don't know. I never want anyone to feel like we're trying to shut them up or, you know, they're not let them share their stories just because it's inconvenient or dirty or, you know, or whatever. Never. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of <laughs> dark, uh, weird, dirty, inconvenient, imperfect uh, monstrosities of existence. Uh, Steven. I want you to tell me what Mac and me is about in your head. What? What is Mac and me, Stephen? Tell me. Oh, this is this is what this is our segment called. Stephen explains a movie that he's never seen. I've never seen Mac and me, but I do have like this like very 90s visual in my head with this weird puppet looking thing. And my brain is remembering it kind of looking like. I don't know. Like its eyes are kind of like from like the Mega Man universe, like the okay. like the circular eye bot. Like, oh, I see it. I see it. Okay. Yeah, okay. And then, but the more I think about, it, I do think it is organic, right? I think it's like a creature of some sort, right? It's like a brownish okay. creature, maybe. Mm-hmm. But like for some reason, my brain is imagining a robot. Mega okay. Man is a robot, so it's like a 
Bigfoot. It's robot. like a like a Mac, like an Apple computer. It's like the Mac at Mac. Little, but like, like but, but like if Mac was made in like the year, you know, one point six million BCE. You know, like it's right. just, it's like primitive. You know, but that's how I'm. That's how I'm remembering um, Mac. Steven, uh, Mac and Me is about a an alien family that gets like space hoovered from their planet and brought to Earth inexplicably. And they all look they all look very phallic and they 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 all have like 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 skin that looks a little similar to mine, like just that that light, uh very very pasty like human, <laughs> like just white dude human skin um and Steven, we call that coat you live in florida because <laughs> it's so it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense i don't leave my house much no um but dude they all have like blow-up doll faces and they don't move like there is no expression to their faces throughout the whole movie are we on this they steven these aliens look like demons they look like emaciated oh my god that they look like emaciated demons that you would pay 25 cents a day to feed if they were brought to our country. Like, like, like they look, this Steven. is going to haunt my dreams. Yeah. And it doesn't get better. The movie. It's like if Schmeagle like stuffed his face with like, like if, if Schmeagle and like a hamster yeah. merged together and like yeah. he was hoarding food in his cheeks. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay. You know what they reminded me of? They reminded me of the doofus gremlin. You know the doofus gremlin? He has like the like the I'm guessing in Gremlins 2, or is it the first one? I think he's in both. Oh, I yeah, dude, no, no, it's yes. He's in the second one though. You see, like the yeah, yes. he, he gets killed in the kitchen by the mom, I think. But yeah. um, dude, you see you see what I'm talking about? Oh, I see exactly what someone back then loved that look for yeah. some reason. For sure. They were like, Oh, this is my thing. It was someone's kink. I don't know. <laughs> I need I need me some puffy cheeks with some really sunken but large eyes. This is like <laughs> just nailing it dude but that movie i want like i wish you would watch that movie because like it is absurd it is insane like the whole movie is ridiculous there is a like like a five minute musical like mcdonald's commercial in the middle of it the whole movie is like a coke commercial and a mcdonald's commercial with blow up dolls eh, throw some aliens uh don't spend too much on those special effects but please make sure that mcdonald's commercial is fucking fire oh, <laughs> dude we're so gonna fun. sell so many cheeseburgers yeah i i don't it's so funny and, and like in, instead of like you know in uh et he ate the reese's pieces instead of they're like oh we're gonna do skittles this time this <laughs> this this alien he's gonna love skittles it's so weird it's so weird that it exists steven it makes there's a scene i mean it, like everyone watching us uh who got this far probably knows that there's uh paul rudd will go on like conan o'brien he'll show like the same scene from mac and me over and over and it's a kid uh in a wheelchair flying down a, a hill and just flying like it just soaring through the the sky and falling in the water and it's so absurd and so funny and i can't believe it exists and I, like i dude i watched that movie as a kid i forgot like that it was a real movie you know what i mean like it's one of those movies where it's just like i have like a few scenes in my head but like yeah i don't know i'll never watch that again your brain was like mac and me stored and then mars attacks came i was like better version of exactly extremely superior version of mac and me overwriting that's i i hope my brain does that with 
everything from now on because like i could i think like, i now want to forget mac and me but can't i still see those faces <laughs> when i close my eyes steven i can't get rid of it um but what it did teach me though is that i can make a movie if that can be a movie i can make a movie steven i like that i don't like putting down other people's art but i do like being inspired by other people's art which i am <laughs> and i am very inspired by just cuts the director mcdonald's paid me so much to make that movie <laughs> it's, it's wild so so for everyone watching this next week we're going we're going to do a, our second ever live show we're going to try our best to do a live script reading of our scripts or our, our movie stakeout and i i hope it's a good time it's gonna be a weird time that's for sure and i hope you all show up because it's going to be silly and fun and that's going to be our episode for next week it's going to be a live show on wednesday night just like we usually uh release on wednesdays so it's going to be wednesday night at eight o'clock eastern time so join us then uh make sure you you know hit the bell and everything below and it'll you know like notify you'll be alerted to our liveness that's right um but we hope you'll join us steven is there anything else you want to say to people before we get out of here once again like thank you all so much i've got to see so many of you like show your pictures of getting your comics and it makes me happy it makes me so happy to see you get to read them finally because i know you have seen some of my artwork but anthony deserves so much credit for like the amazing story and hilarious dialogue that he writes in both issues of deathless so please continue to open continue to read every everything that's coming out to you all because we greatly appreciate it it feeds our fuel to start the you know to really push on issue three so it's true uh it has been really cool to see these posts like and people are people are making like little videos and themselves opening up all the stuff and it's just i love it i feel like i feel like we have this community and it's you know it really is showing up for us and i i love it i'm so thankful for all of you thank you thank you for making it this far in a video i know it's been a, a weird episode but i i'm glad you always stick around with us we love you and we're so thankful for you and we hope you'll join us for our live show next week steven are you excited about it i am i love live shows it's fun to interact with people like in real time oh yeah for sure dude it's it's i i always get nervous about it but then like i feel like I don't know, like 10 minutes in, I usually feel better. Like I usually forget that it's live and we just kind of like mm. are in it, you know, uh, but I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. So I hope everyone joins us. Uh, but otherwise, we love you. And we're thankful for you. Please make sure you tell all your friends and everyone you know to subscribe to our podcast and share it with everyone you can, please. We really, you know, we, we appreciate it. But anyway, I'm Anthony. I'm Stevie Wildcard. And this is when we have issues. We'll see you next time. Sounds like a good delicious. story, though. Yeah. Delicious sushi. That's hard to say. Delicious sushi. I have to pause or else I can't. You have to, you you have have to, to pause. It's not going to happen. Delicious sushi. Delicious sushi. <laughs> so. Delicious sushi. So, you call it delicious <laughs> sushi. And that's delicious sushi combined. Delicious sushi. <laughs>